This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Hey everyone, welcome to Hope and Health. We're glad to be here with you. I'm Dr. Michelle. And I'm Dr. Mark. And we are M&M without without the the sugar. sugar. Well, except for this. A little special sugar. Of course we're going to do that. We love each other. That's what couples do. We don't mind showing public display of affection, better known as PDA. It's all good. That's probably much only one of the three-letter words that's any good these days. The CIA, FBI, no, that stuff matters. But PDA does, man, if you're a married couple. So go out there and go for it. Um, we hear a lot of talk, a lot about you know this idea if you... You take a vaccine, you know, you're going to be full of toxins and the mm. toxins, how do you get them out of you? Um, that's a big deal. We hear that a lot. And what we don't understand is there's other toxins around too that can be just as deadly or even more deadly. And we, we miss the boat on those big time. And so the important thing is we're going to show you tonight really how to improve the detox pathway, how it works, et cetera, from real basic to really complex because the detox pathway is not a a simple deal, but if it doesn't work, well, you're simply in bad shape. And then in the second half of our program, we're going to talk about how to build spiritual strength and resiliency in a time that we need it most. How many of us out there have said, I can't, I don't have the self-control, I don't want to do this anymore. If you felt beat down and broken down, you're in the right place. We're going to show you what that means. But the detox pathway is a big one. You know, we need to understand how that works, don't we? We do. People come in afraid all the time because they've, you know, taken that thing called the jab and they're mm. they're afraid. And uh, the body is miraculously and wonderfully made. And we have these processes inside our body that occur specifically in the liver where the liver transforms these endotoxins, things that your body actually makes, and exotoxins, things that come in from the outside mm. through processes. Phase one that you see there on the left left-hand side of the screen. Phase one, it transforms these toxins that come in. Everything has to go through the liver and be screened. It turns things into a reactive intermediate, meaning that it's like a free radical. And if it's not detoxed through phase two, it can do extensive tissue damage and even lead to cancer. So phase two really neutralizes these toxins and makes them ready for elimination through the feces, and the urine. Now, if you look at this diagram, you can see below phase one and phase two, they are nutrient dependent and amino acid dependent, meaning that nutrients are necessary for these detoxification pathways. And there's a bunch of things there. Now, the point of this is, is if things don't get detoxified or changed forms and go from left to right where they can be excreted, they're going to get stuck in the system. And they get stuck in the fat tissue, don't they? Whether we're uh, belly fat or where's that a place we're made for fat? The brain. Yeah. So if somebody calls you fathead, you say thank you. The bottom line is with this is the idea of this detox pathway, even though it's very complex, to understand this truth, whether we get toxins from vaccines or toxins from the air or toxins from food or toxins from uh, chemicals, we have to be able to have the way to get them out of our system. If we don't have the way to get them out of our system, we're in trouble. They're stuck. And all the nutrients that we see right here are necessary to make the process work. Folks, without those nutrients, 
the process won't work. You can remove one, five, ten, whatever. It won't work. And so we need to make sure all these are there. Well, how do you get them there? Well, there's a couple different ways. We hear about supplementation all the time, but really when you get down to it, the most foundational way to get the majority of these nutrients to support the proper function of your detox mm. pathway is through an anti-inflammatory nutritional protocol. It looks like this. Now, anti-inflammatory nutritional protocol, remember, this is not a diet. This is a libit. You want to be able to eat abundantly, plenty of nutrient-dense, calorie, uh, inefficient foods, meaning lots of nutrients, low calorie. And that comes from high-quality proteins. Those proteins, they have amino acids in them. And we know amino acids are the building blocks of life. They build tissues. They build organs. They build cells. And we need to have them in a clean nature, which means they contain less toxic products from pesticides. So organic is good. Grass-fed, grass-finished is good. You have less antibiotic, less hormone exposure. And then, of course, your free-range and wild-caught fatty fish. And we need to have healthy oils, of course. You see the olive oil, coconut oil, avocado, avocado oil, of course, and nuts and seeds. Make sure your nuts and seeds don't have uh, burned oils on them like canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil. Many of them do. They're roasted. So pay attention to what they're roasted in. Also, low glycemic fruits. Your dessert should be fruit. That is where the antioxidants and phytonutrient density is. So berries, blackberries, blueberries, boysenberries, cherries, semi-ripe bananas, oranges, and apples. Make sure you keep your Uh, vegetables above ground if you can because uh, if you're overweight many people are we've got to get that fat tissue off because that's where the toxins are stored remember uh, the old uh, Tom Bodet Motel 6 commercial the (laughs) we with the lights on and we have room for you Um, so just make sure that we want to uh, make sure there's no room so (laughs) eliminate excess fat tissue these foods that we talk about here are really going to be um, anti-inflammatory. They're not going to cause disease. They're going to help us lose the excess fat, which we need to do uh, to make sure that we're properly equipped to run the detox pathways and it doesn't get stored. Another way you can improve the detox pathways, you move more, set less. It's called sweat equity. Sweating is a great way to detoxify. It eliminates things out through the skin, through perspiration. We've got to move more and sit less. Can you say exercise is mandatory? I often get the question, how many days a week should I exercise? Well, the number of days you want to eat is the number of days you should exercise. Failing to exercise is desiring to die. I'll just leave it at that. You think through what I just said. You got to move. The less you move, the closer you are to rigor mortis. So make sure that you move more, sit less. And finally, when you look at this idea of how to improve our detox pathway, you really have to do this with all vigilance. We've got to pay attention. Be on the lookout for anything toxic. Now, when we run genetic reports at the end of the report, when we're talking to people, not just are the SNPs important, but it's actually very important what we think, what we say, who we hang around, because anything can be toxic. We have to be on the lookout for everything, folks. And I mean every single thing. What we breathe, pay attention to that. Maybe you need to get some air filters for your house. What we drink, pay attention to that. Maybe you need to get a water filter. How about your cosmetics? How about your cleaners? Are those toxins too? Yes. And what about all those garbage foods we eat that we're exposed to? 
Are those toxic? You bet they are. And that's critically important here in this idea of improvement of the detox pathways. Make sure you pay attention to everything. So understand the detox pathway is important. The way to get the nutrients into the detox pathway that create its essential function is important. Supplementing is important. Movement's important. And you got to pay attention to everything. And folks, that's how you benefit your detox pathway. And whether you've been vaccinated or not, you're still going to be exposed to toxins. But at minimum, if you have been vaccinated, you need to be following these principles yesterday with diligence. And when you do, your body will work better. That's right. And that favorite scripture of ours, he who drinks deadly poisons and it will not harm them. It's Mark chapter 16. So if you have vaccine remorse, pray that over yourself and do these principles and you'll be all right. When we get back, we're going to talk about how to build spiritual strength and resilience. You don't want to miss that because we need it in a time like this. Stay with us. Many people know about our clinic, but most don't realize we help patients around the globe reach their health goals. Deep down, you know there's got to be a way to get there, but you don't know where to start. Our starter plan is the first step. You'll get everything you need to experience a health transformation in 120 days. You'll start by resetting your health with a two-week detox. Then you'll implement our proven anti-inflammatory food plan. On top of this, you'll get a 120-day supply of essential supplements, omega-3, and vitamin DK, as well as our homeopathic drops to accelerate your health goals. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use promo code HOPEHEALTH to receive this exclusive offer and save a total of $80. This is your path to more energy and better health. Hey everyone, we're back. Hopefully you enjoyed that little segment on detox. That's a lot of information there, but go back and review that because like all the nutrients there, we we showed you that nutrients that are critical for the detox pathways. We gave you clear uh, information on how to make sure you got those in there so that your detox system would work, so that the toxins would not get stuck in you but would be expelled from you. How about that? And how to get some excess fat off along the way too. Now, a lot of times in our world, we are uh, facing, especially today, a lot of trauma, drama, chaos, controversy, wars, rumors of wars, pestilence. Pestilence. Um, yeah, just a lot of disease <laughs> process. We're hearing today about monkeypox and all this nonsense, nonsense. Uh, forming the foundation of another lockdown. Um, I don't know whether that's going to happen or not, but we got to be prepared head on. We need to be strong, not just physically, but we need to be strong and resilient spiritually. And many times there's not enough teaching on how to do that. And I find that very grievous and sad. So we're going to spend the next 10 minutes or so from right now teaching you how to be strong and resilient spiritually. There is a three verse section in Isaiah chapter 40 that's got several keys in there. And we're going to walk you through these keys on how to ensure that you can be strong. You can have strength when you're weak. You can make sure you don't fall. And folks, I think that's a big deal. So let's begin in verse 29 of Isaiah chapter 40. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. 
he increases their strength. When you think about this, you got to think about who are the weak. So who's he giving power to? And who's he? That's God. But the weak persons are us. Our will will never suffice. Our will will never be good enough. Our strength will never match up to the strength and power of the enemy. But, oh, my friends, the strength of God in us not only matches up, but it overpowers and overcomes and overwhelms the power of the enemy. So we need to understand, first of all, that weakness, when we acknowledge that, meaning that we need God, that gives us the source of the promise where he says, I'll give you power. So he says, if you'll admit you're weak and you need me, I'll give you power. And when you have no strength, I'll increase your strength. Folks, I find good comfort in that, don't you? Good comfort in that? Good comfort. But the issue is we have to acknowledge that we're weak. How many of us out there have been in situations where we've tried to do things with our own strength? Mm. It didn't work very good. We've tried to do things with our own might. It didn't work very good. Time after we time. We just ran out of strength and ran out of might. We find ourselves so weak and beat down, we say we can't do this anymore. How many of you out there have said, I don't have the willpower. I don't have the strength to do this. I don't have the strength to hang on. Folks, great. You don't. I agree. You don't. We don't. I don't. Michelle doesn't. We don't. But folks, God does. We need to acknowledge our weakness. God, I am weak. I am broken down. I don't have any strength left. I don't want to do it on myself anymore. I want to do it with your strength. So help me with that. That's the key, number one, to ensuring we can be strong and resilient spiritually. Now, when you look at what's next, so first of all, the admission that we are weak, the admission that we can't do it, that's important. But as we think about this, we think, well, I'm young. I don't need, I'm I'm bulletproof. I don't need all that right now. We understand as we're getting older, things get tougher. But when you're young, you don't pay attention. But what does the Bible say about this as we move from verse 29 to verse 30, which is fascinating. So pay attention here. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Even the youth shall. Shall doesn't mean might. It means they will. They shall. They'll faint and be weary, and the young men shall fall fall. So we see that even the young ones shall fall and be weary. So what that means is when we talk about this idea of weakness, this means that even the young will grow weak and the young will lose strength and have no might. And no matter who you are, you will faint, you will become weary, and you will fall. So this goes right back to the idea of our verse 29. We need to acknowledge that even youth is not going to overpower the enemy. Youth will not overpower this world. Youthfulness might help you do a lot of things. It might give you a little more stamina, but you're eventually going to be overpowered by it. You're going to grow weary and you're going to fall. That's what the Bible says. So our youth's not good enough. So don't lean on that. And our age is not good enough. Don't lean on that. In other words, we're not good enough. But when you look at this idea with God, He makes us more than good enough. So when we admit our weakness, we admit we need him, he makes us strong. He gives us strength. Knowing full well on our own, we're going to become weary. 
we're going to faint and we will fall. Mm. But when we don't rely on our own strength, does that mean we won't become faint, won't become weary and won't fall? I think so. Let's just check this out. What we see next as we go to verse 31. This is powerful. Check this out. I love this scripture. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. When we look at that first sentence, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I want to kind of camp on that word wait there. That means to wait as to wait a table, to serve, not to deserve. Deserve means to unserve. We need to serve or wait upon the Lord as if the Lord is sitting down at a table and we are the waiter. We're to come up to him and say, what can we do for you? How can we serve you? What would you like? Instead of walking up to a table like a waiter doesn't do and says, hey, I need some money or hey, can you help me here? That's a bad waiter. But when you've got a good waiter that comes to you, and I know you guys know what I'm talking about, and, and they are coming to your table and they're they're serving you in all ways. They're, they're making sure you have everything you need. They're wanting to help you in all that you do so you have a great experience there in that restaurant or whatever or, or hotel or wherever you are. When the waiter's doing their job, what do we want to do? We want to tip them big. We want to give them a, a great reward for their service. How much more does our Lord want to give us a great reward? Not a tip, but a great reward for our service if we do a good job. He loves us so much, and all he wants us to do is wait on him. We're to come to him. When we're weak, we acknowledge it. We want strength. We know we're going to fall. We know we're going to become where we know we're going to fail. We know that that's going to happen. So our job is to wait on God. And when we wait on God, what is we new? He's going to renew our strength. In other words, he's going to make it new again. So it starts with us acknowledging how we can serve him, what we can do for him, as opposed to just mm-hmm. asking him for strength. What can I do for you, Lord? That's the first question we should ask when we get up in the daytime. So the scripture continues. So we're going to wait on the Lord. And he's going to, those that do that, he's going to renew his strength. What happens next? They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Now, this means that the eagle soars above the storm. So the eagle uses the the power, the wind, the force of the storm to get the current so his wings can take him higher. He can rise above the storm. The eagle can fly higher than any other bird. And the eagle gets up there so high that he can look down upon the storm And he can see the front, the back, and the sides. In other words, he didn't get caught up in the storm, but the power of the storm makes him go higher. He didn't say that the storm's going to overwhelm him or he avoids the storm. No, the eagle actually uses the storm to rise above the storm, to learn something from it. And that's what our job to do. We're to wait upon the Lord. He's going to renew our strength. And then when he renews our strength, he's going to give us the ability to rise above the storms so that we can see things from a different perspective. And finally, in this scripture, we round it out with this. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We just heard that even the young are going to become weary. Even the young shall faint and shall fall. 
But when we wait upon the Lord in order to serve him, he's going to renew our strength and he's going to give us the ability to soar like an eagle above the storms. And we're going to run and we're going to be not be weary. We're going to walk and we're not going to faint. We're going to keep on going. That's called strength and that's called resilience from a spiritual level, which will bleed over into all areas of health, your emotional and your physical health as well. So folks, we need to be strong in a world that is trying to zap and take away our strength. But let us not focus on the failings of the world, but let us focus on how we can wait on the Lord, because that's the key. Because the world will take you down, but our Lord will lift you up. Hope you've enjoyed this episode today. And we are so glad that you joined us here on Hope and Health. And we cannot wait to see you next time. Same time, same station. Bye for now. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv. 